Hello, and welcome to this audio cast on the SC70TX Stump Cutter. I'm Brett Neuendorp with the Tree Care Rental Landscape Team at Vermeer Corporation. Today, I have Kyler Foster with Vermeer North Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Kyler, you've been one of the most successful salespeople uh, to sell the both prior model SC60TX Stump Cutter and now the SC70TX Stump Cutter. That's really why I wanted to talk with you today. So to start, can you tell us about your local territory and some of your history with Vermeer? Sure. I've been with Vermeer just coming up on 34 years in April. I basically had the same territory for all those 34 years. Um, I, as everybody's probably well aware that New Jersey is not a very large state. So I basically have the southern and central parts of New Jersey. My territory is fairly unique in that I have uh, shore communities. I have pine barrens. And then I have some very densely populated areas. Other areas where you could drive for 10 miles and not see uh, a home. And then some of my ground conditions vary from beach sand to clay. And just some of the northwest part of my territory, you do get into some some red shale. So I get a little bit of everything. Customers are uh, South Jersey type customers. Really, some of my area get the the New York influence in the northern part of my territory. But um it's unique and it's a challenge, but I've been dealing with it for a long time. Yeah. 34 years is a long history. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, your territory well, I've been out with you a couple of times. I know that too. What has made selling the SC60 TX and now the SC70 TX such a success for you in your territory? I think a lot of it has to go back with, um, I think it was back in 99 when Vermeer came out with the 505 stump cutter. I'm sure a lot of people don't remember that, but some of the old timers will. And that was really the first uh, stump cutter on the market that was on tracks that also were attractable so you could fit through a 36-inch gate with it. Um, and it was also a continuation of the um, the drive shaft driven cutter wheel uh, from the 752 back in 94, I think, when that came out. So that's obviously been part of the success because we were the first or Vermeer was the first ones out with it. Um, they made some improvements as they went along, you know, to the 50 and then with the putting a higher horsepower engine on the 50, then it evolved into the 60 TX and now the 70 TX. So a lot of it, it's, it's, uh, basically it's a known commodity. Uh, there's, there's a pretty good track record with it. A lot of my customers are, if they're happy with something, they'll follow it along in the, in the transition to, to new models. So I have a lot of customers actually, I was looking back, uh, one of the first 505s I sold within five years, he had bypassed the five or the 50 TX and went to a 60 TX when the 60 TX came out. Uh, he's retired, but I look back and the, a lot of my customers were in the same situation. They had bought 505s, they had bought 50s. They bought 60s, and now they're moving over to the 70TX. So probably more than anything is that Vermeer was the first ones out with it, and it's had such a long and, for the most part, positive track record. Mm -hmm. Have you had a lot of customers that have grown with Vermeer? Did they start with smaller stump cutters or mostly just those customers, like you said, that ran the SC505 first? No, a lot of the customers. um, I mean, I got that one particular guy, the first 505 I ever sold. His first machine was a 206. 206 stump cutter. Again, a lot of people probably don't know what that was, but that was a real small self-propelled 20 horsepower unit uh, that had a manual swing on it. That was nice because you could go anywhere and do anything, but the the drawback was it just took forever once you got on a fairly large stump. So 505 came out. It was probably cut 
six or seven times as fast. So it was a step up and you still had the ability to get through a narrow gate in or, or into some tight work areas, despite you know the power that it had. Your market has probably grown over the years as well. How do you prospect for customers of this stump cutter or just new prospects in, in general? I, honestly, I, I really don't prospect much anymore. I pounded the pavement, so to speak, probably for my first 15 years here. The biggest thing that I've found is it's kind of monkey see, monkey do, or follow the leader. So if you can get a 70TX or in the past, the prior models into a certain area or a high visibility customer that everybody knows about, and they'll kind of see what he's running. Um, they'll kind of say, hey, he's running it. Let me call Kyler, see, see what the details are on it, answer their questions. And um, so a lot of it's just the visibility and I don't really prospect for new customers. Um, I don't know, maybe that's not what you want to hear, but the biggest thing is, again, I've said this before, is, is being able to answer the questions that the customers have and answer them in a timely fashion, whether you give them the answer they want to hear or not. You got to got to know your product. And one of the other things is if they're calling you, they may be frustrated because of a an older Vermeer they have or a competitor's machine. And as soon as you find out, or if you knew what, you previously sold them, you sell against that, or you sell against the competitor's machine with the machine that they're talking to you about. You hit on their known issues, and you, you combat it with what we have to offer. Okay. How about uh, customer's choice in in the Vermeer market? We've got kind of three or four different machines that kind of fit in there today, the SC70TX, the SC552, and the SC852. Why does a customer choose to buy one over the other? It's funny you mentioned that. I, I just delivered an SCA 52 um, first one probably in a year the other day where um, so I don't really sell against them right uh, if a customer is asking and they're not familiar with the two different models or the three different models you tell them the pluses and minuses with both of them um, the 552 and the a 52 they will travel faster to a stump uh, if you need to go through a gate it's going to take a whole lot longer uh, to get a 552 or an 852 through a gate than a 70TX will because of the retractable tracks versus taking off the outside wheel and tire assemblies and then having to reassemble them. Once you get through that gate, the 8552 and the 852 will leave dents in the lawn, especially now with the snow melt and muddy, sloppy areas. So a lot of my customers work on pretty pristine properties. So that's uh, surface disruption is, is a big issue. So the 70TX uh, with the tracks, I usually combat the fact that the tracks will tear the lawn up, that you always walk out where you're going to go, cut the stump out. And if you have a 90 degree turn somewhere, bring an alternative mat or a sheet of plywood, whether you make the turn on that, uh, save the customer's lawn and then cut the stump out. The other thing is the 70TX will cut considerably faster uh, than a 552 or the 852 if you actually watch them run and that's because of the drive system shaft drive on the uh, on the 70 TX uh, some of it has to do with dollar you know the 552 and the 70 TX are fairly close in price the 852 jumps considerably up you know there is a market for both but most of probably 95% of the sales I have between those three machines is is for sure the 70 TX and also the size and the weight you know, it's a little bit easier putting it on a trailer than the other two. The tie downs on the 552 and the 852 are not very convenient, or the 70 TX is is quick. So a lot of that has to go in with uh, with time factor on cutting a stump out, how quick you get it off the trailer, 
cut the stump, put it back on the trail and secure it and get to the next job. You know your competition pretty well. Who do you most go up against in your in your territory and which models are you having a difficult time selling against? Uh, well, for years, we really didn't have any competition, uh, at least with the shaft drive setup. Now that the patents run out, uh, obviously the bandits come out with their SG-75. I'm starting to see more and more of those. I know they're real aggressive with just leaving machines with customers, and they're targeting my customers, but I haven't had a lot of customers call me back and say, they really need to go back to the drawing board with it. You know, they did like a few things with it. They seemed to like the track system on it much better than ours, the speed that it would get to a stump. And then I guess uh, Rayco, I've not seen it yet, but they came out with that. It's got a gas, 165 horsepower gas engine on tracks. But problem with that machine pretty much uh, is this, this big bulky machine with, uh, with the little cutter wheel. There's not much weight on it. Um, so it really doesn't stay down in the stump. So it's like a, it's like having a locomotive with a, with a 30 TX wheel on the end of it. It kind of looks silly. Same with the, the bandit on their rubber tire units. It's the same thing. You got this big machine with the, the wheel just hanging out there by itself and tends to bounce around. And then the other thing is their, uh, not the bandit, but the Rayco, they're still using a hydraulic motor driving a belt. So it's real inefficient. Once that wheel slows down, uh, it takes forever for it to come back up to speed. So there's no doubt you'll outcut it. The bandit, you know, it does have more horsepower. It's 74 horsepower. It'll probably outcut our 70 TX, but um, they still have some issues they got to work out with it. You know, they are considerably cheaper in my territory. Uh, probably seen maybe two of them sold in the last year or so. Okay. That is a machine that is kind of uh, knocking on our door, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's for sure. We got to, you know, we got to stay on our toes. Speaking of, you know, some issues that you've seen out there, what improvements would you like to see made to the SC70TX? Well, one, they need to get the tracking straight. It's very important that when you get lined up on the stump, use the straight tracking that the machine goes straight into the stump. And a lot of times it won't. It'll start turning off to the right or turning off to the left. Then you're not centered up on your stump. The other thing is just the, the ground speed, our track system, uh, is not as smooth as what the competitors are using. They did make a lot of nice improvements over it. You know, we took the vibration and the shaking out of it. We did increase the ground speed to some degree. We use more turf-friendly tracks, higher horsepower, but we really need to, you know, if the competitors can come out with, uh, I know the Carlton's not, not really a big competitor, but they are out there. I mean, they've got a 116 and 134 horsepower D tier four final diesels available on their machines. You know, some of these other guys are going with the gas engines. Sure, the horsepower kind of overcomes the torque, but it's an option that they have. You know, we only have a few models of stump cutters where competitors have 8, 9, 10, 12. Uh, we need a machine in between, a couple machines in between a 382 and a 552. You go from $32,000 to 65000 There's nothing in that middle range. And then we need much higher horsepower units, whether it's on... Uh, tracks a rubber tire. Now, Carlton has some of those monster hurricane machines, but there's you're never really going to see those in the in the tree service end of it. It's more land clearing or that type of work. It's just too big and too heavy. But man, it's making inroads. They're coming out with machines and, and Rayco is constantly Rayco slash Morbark is constantly changing their models, coming out with something new or we kind of just stagnate around. Appreciate that, Kyler. Yeah, absolutely. 
Switching gears a little bit, do you sell the Confidence Plus Asset Protection Program with SC70TX units very often? No, it's offered on every every deal I do. Um, customers, again, New Jersey is a little bit different. The East Coast is probably a little bit different. The customers here, it's a lot of it has to do with the bottom line. Um, as soon as you start talking about that extra warning or the, the Confidence Plus, it's always... I see it as a question in the back of their minds, well, geez, you know, I'm spending all this money. Why should they be talking about an extended warranty already? Shouldn't that machine already be reliable? You know, one of the things I've always suggested, not really suggested, but thought if Vermeer really wants to get out there and promote these machines and if they're telling us it's reliable, it's hardy machine, well, why don't why doesn't the factory just say, here, here's a two-year warranty standard on the machines, back it up. That would help. But I don't really sell, even on the stump Chippers, stump cutters, and mini skid loaders, which is all I sell anymore. I no longer sell the underground line. Um, I very rarely, maybe one out of 20, uh, will have either the uh, the Confidence Plus or just an extended warranty. It's just, it just doesn't really come up. A lot of times when I do sell them, it's after they've had the machine for nine or 10 months, and we'll send them a reminder, and then they'll ask some questions about it. But initially, it's it's kind of a, uh, it's a bottom line thing. They're looking at the numbers, how much they're spending. Uh, you know, no matter how you break it down, it's more money. We we give it an effort on that, but we just don't have the uh, success that I know some other dealerships do. But uh, we're still selling the equipment, which is the main thing. Yeah. And do your customers, you know, perform a lot of their own service work, maintenance and those kind of things? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things that's pretty much across the board with Vermeer. Uh, the, the maintenance on the machines, Vermeer does a very good job of trying to make it as easy as possible for the customer. So if you make it easy for them to do, they're more likely to do it, whether it's major maintenance or minor maintenance. Uh, if it's difficult to do, they're probably not going to do it, which is going to lead to problems. So Vermeer does a very good job um, on that. You know, their manuals are pretty thorough. And then when, when I deliver them, I, I show them. Every single thing that needs to be done maintenance-wise, point out the grease fitting, show them where the oil drain is, the oil fill, what kind of oil it needs, how much the quantity is, and when to change stuff. And they appreciate that. But most of them, unless there's a major issue, they're going to handle the daily maintenance or weekly maintenance or whatnot themselves. Absolutely. You know, what types of factory incentivized sales and marketing programs have helped you sell Vermeer Stump Cutters? Other than the occasional ad once in a while, I don't really think there's been any that I can remember any program. Uh, I mean, if there's a, uh, I shouldn't say that, maybe there's every once in a while, they'll have a finance program going on that's advertised in the, in the publications, whether it's the the paper magazines or the, uh, on the internet, that's mainly what the customers are looking for. Something, their bottom line, a 3.9% financing or whatever it might be. Or again, like I mentioned earlier, I think if Vermeer really wants to to go above and beyond the competition, there should be a program. Vermeer ought to say, "Hey, two year warning standard now. You know, go above and beyond the competition and have some confidence in what they're producing. That would that would help. So warning that's not costing the customer anything that the factory is providing. I think that would be a a big help as well as um, financing promotion that's that's promoted and across the board so everybody's working on the same page. How do you like to work with the factory when it comes to either sales opportunities, maybe customer issues or concerns, um, or even just product development in general? Well, you know me, I'm always reaching out when there's issues, you know, try to get the issues resolved. I always have suggested models that we need to come out with. We really you know, I know it's a different end from the factory end versus 
the dealership end, but I get frustrated a lot of times because we don't have a full product lineup on the stump cutters and the chippers for that matter. But no, the, the, you know, I'm, I, somebody always picks the phone up at the factory. They always call me back, whether they, whether they have good news or bad news. And, you know, they probably realize that when I call, Oh, oh it's Kyler calling again. What's, what's wrong now? But I do, uh, I think I give some valuable input. Uh, I'm the one out here selling this stuff and I've been doing it a long time. So hopefully they would take it into consideration. And, and a lot of the information I'm giving to the factories that my customers are, are providing me. So I'm kind of a voice for the customers. Um, and I always treat every sale as though I'm the customer in this deal. And if there's something not right, I let the factory know, hey, this doesn't make any sense. You got to switch this. You know, you have to look at the machine from a reliability standpoint, the function standpoint, and then the maintenance standpoint. Everything's got to work. and Everything's got to be easy to fix. Everything's got to be easy to maintain. So. And I, I, I do appreciate your calls, Kyler, even if, uh, yeah, sometimes we're, we're dealing with uh, major issues and trying to work stuff out. There's a lot of frustration there. So uh, understandable. But yeah, do appreciate that you do give us those insights and probably would encourage other salespeople to do the same. Continue to provide insights on what's going on in your territory because we're not living it day in and day out like you are. So, you know. No, this is, you know, this is my life, basically, or 34 years of my life is, is this. So, Right. For those newer salespeople, and you've got a few of them in your uh, dealership group, you know, what advice do you have for selling into the tree care rental or landscape, uh, you know, business uh, with Vermeer equipment? You got to know your product, and you have to be able to talk talk to the potential customer about your product, and you have to know the competition. Um, you don't have to know the exact specifics of, of the competition, but. Um, I always tell them, look, ask them initially, what do you have now? What are you familiar with? What do you rent? So you can tailor your, your sales spiel to them. Hey, you know, they're going to have problems here on this machine. They're going to have problems there. So you, you counteract that with how, how our machine or how our stump cutter avoids those issues. You know, I stress to them, you've got to get your feet wet doing some demos and getting out there. So you have confidence in the machine. Um, I don't, Trying to remember the last time I actually did a 70TX demo, and uh, it's probably been two years. So a lot of it is you can talk to a customer intelligently and answer his questions honestly um, in a timely follow-up. But you know, our equipment one is, is good. It is reliable for the most part. And, and the other big thing is that we're not a multi-line dealer. Yes, Vermeer has a whole variety of products, um, but... A lot of these, or a lot of the competition selling these other products, they sell 40 different brands of products. Three years from now, who knows, they may not even be selling the Rayco or the Carlton, and their customers are left holding the bag. So you've got to believe in the product. If you don't have confidence in the product yourself, it's customer knows that, they can sense that. So you have to be excited about what you're selling and let them know how it's going to help them. Uh, at least on the stump cutters, it's it's a necessary evil for most of the uh, most of the tree services. They don't like cutting stumps out, but they're not going to get paid if they did the job where the stumps were removed. So kind of going back to the questions you had asked earlier, a lot of the customers that have smaller stump cutters, fairly good way to get started. You're going to cut any stump out that you're ever going to come across. But if you're dropping a tree in two hours uh, and you're two hours on the stump, that's, that's usually an easy sell when they say, I've got an old 252 and it's just taking me forever. Well, you Tell them you know, it's probably going to cut eight or ten times as fast with the 70TX, and you're still going to be able to get it in fairly tight areas. So you can get that stump done 
you know, in a tenth of the time, and you're going to get paid for that job, and you're going to be on to the next job. Instead of sitting around, especially single crew services, they sit around, twiddle their thumbs while they're waiting for the stump to get cut out. So, so that's the biggest thing, going back to answer the original question, is on this. you got to know the product. You have to be confident in it. You have to present yourself as being confident, knowing what you're talking about. You need to know the competition. If the, if this, the customer doesn't bring up the competition, there's no need for you to bring it up. Don't muddy the waters. If they tell you what they have, and they're, a lot of times they'll be forthright. I have nothing but problems with whatever they have. You, you already can tell your sales speech right around it. You know, it takes experience and practice. Um, but that's the biggest thing. If you don't, if you don't know your product, the customer sense it right away, and that's the end of it. That's about all the questions I have today. Is there anything else, Kyler, you want to share about the Vermeer SD70TX or stump cutters or anything from your experience? Yellow jackets. Okay. So we need a new cutting system. The the yellow jacket is is fine, but it's getting stale. It's been around for a while. The VCS cutting system. I actually delivered a 70TX. Uh, I delivered a bunch of them with the VCS, but most of those customers already had, they didn't need to be trained on them or sh- other than the maintenance and whatnot. They knew how to cut a stump out because they had a 60TX or they had a you know a 252 or whatever. But I actually took one, a customer of mine, yeah, he had a 352, but uh, he was out on a horse farm. I delivered it 70TX to him and uh, it had a remote control, and he wasn't familiar with the remote, so I showed him how the remote worked, and I said, here. He said, no, no, I want to see you do it. So I cut out a stump with it, and I couldn't believe how fast it cut a stump out compared to Yellow Jack. It, it almost made the machine seem like it was an 80-horsepower stump cutter in 67. I was very impressed with it, but we need to continue to come out with a new-style tooth. The Yellow Jackets are nice. I sell the Yellow Jackets versus uh, the Green Teeth. A lot of customers have gone to, gone to Green Teeth that have other other style machines. I've had some people that have switched to Green Teeth on Vermeer machines. But the way I sell against that is that uh, you have two complete pieces of carbide on the Yellow Jacket tooth. The Green Tooth, yeah, it has three indexes, but it's really not three pieces of carbide. So if you smash that one piece of carbide or break it off, you're basically screwed. Wherever the R's, if that happens, you just flip it. So the VCS was nice. It cut great. The longevity of the teeth was there. It's just the side plates wore out and everything else wore out. But the uh, the other complaint with that is that uh, changing it in the field wasn't real easy. Uh, you know, you needed a breaker bar or a gun to to, uh, to break the bolts loose to switch the teeth around. So if they're looking at something, they got to look at the way the, the yellow jacket's easily changeable in the field. So I think Vermeer really needs to stay on top of that. Hopefully they're hanging with that design, just coming out with a different, maybe they need two bolts or something to, to hold them in place when the wear plates wear out or a harder steel or something. But um, I think that's where we're, we're behind the times, even though the yellow jacket's still very reliable. Tell you a funny story. I delivered that 852 to a customer the other day. Uh, I dealt with his father going back to 89 when I sold him a 665A. One of his friends was there. He bought out a, a tree customer that I'd sold a 630B to in 1990. Wow. And he didn't, he didn't want a rubber tire machine. He wanted a track machine. So I discussed it. He knew, kind of knew about the 70, got him approved. And then I was calling a setup delivery. And I explained to him that the one unit I had in here had the VCS wheel on it. And uh, he said, absolutely not. I want yellow jacket. Okay. So we switched the, we switched the wheel out prior to selling it. Uh-huh. 
if we could replicate that with something that lasted a lot longer, I would give you the thumbs up because it, it really did add speed to the, to the actual cutting process, what these customers are looking for. Absolutely. Speed, speed, speed. They want to get in and out. So, Yep. We are still working on that development of uh, marrying productivity to the wear. So making sure that, yeah, customers get both, not one or the other. Yep. The other thing is on the 70 uh, the one reason the guy bought the A52 was because the 70TX doesn't didn't go deep enough for him, even though I would tend to disagree with him. There's very rarely ever going to cut 16 or 17 inches below ground and still have some stump left. But I wasn't going to argue with him. I said, I got an A52, so we sold him an A52. And lo and behold, I got a 70TX deal out of it. Hey, there you go. So Not bad. Not a bad day. So, though... So we need a bigger, uh, a bigger diameter wheel, and uh, we need bigger cutting dimensions. Yep, I, 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 I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, and we're starting. I'm starting to sell more and more to townships because it's more a versatile machine. They can do curb and sidewalk, but they can also use it in their parks departments. I was just going to say, even for them, the tow behind models that used to be their bread and butter are just becoming harder to use. Cause they, they are getting tighter access needs as well. Yeah, they, they they still are. I mean, there's still a market for the tow behinds for sure because there's a lot of areas, especially my territory, there's, you know, five, six, eight foot diameter stumps and they're on big properties. So it's time-wise, it's a lot easier backing a machine up, cutting a stump, securing it and driving away as opposed to taking it, you know, loading it on a trailer, unloading it, cutting stump, loading it back up, taking it. So if you have the space, there's still a market for those machines. Um you know, when that's all there was, that's what you sold. But um, I think we really need to expand in on track units, higher horsepower, bigger wheels, more cutting dimensions. That's the real world, brother. <laughs> yep, I, I feel you there. Kyler, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, I wish you continued success in selling Vermeer stump cutters and other equipment and partnering with your customers. You know, for those out out there that want more information on the SC70TX, please visit Dealer Center or contact your Vermeer product specialist.